The following Hear the Word program is from Making Much of Christ Ministries. Hear the Word is an audio experience created for listeners just like you. Our team of vocalists passionately recite our blogs and Bible lessons for those on the go. You are currently listening to Who is Lord Over My Decisions, written by Brandon K. Rochelle, our chief content author, spoken by our vocalist, Audrey Harrison. For more information, visit us at www.makingmuchofchristministries.com. How many times do we reach the crossroad of difficult decisions in our lives? As our society advances deeper into the era of technology, the complexity of decision-making becomes even more prevalent than at any other time in past history. Only in America are there over 100 variations of serial choices to choose from, 17 different feature films to select at a movie theater, and thousands of design options for an individual's personal fashion choice. Because we are native to this country, it's hard to really grasp how many choices are at our disposal. With so many options, a decision is needed every hour of each day. While the stakes are fairly low with the choices I've just listed, there are decisions in areas of greater significance with just as many options. Only in America are there hundreds of distinct job categories for men and women alike to choose from as career opportunities. Or the endless avenues for a college student to spend or not to spend their weekend. In fact, even the reality of dating options comes with a level of elevated complexity, particularly within the United States that is not concurrent with two-thirds of the world let alone history. With hot-button, freedom-of-moral-choice topics in controversial areas such as abortions and same-sex marriage, how can we ever make the right decision for our lives? I hope I made the right choice. What college should I go to? Should I really be buying a house right now? With so many important decisions to make on a daily basis, Americans are being affected by feelings of being overwhelmed, depressed, or flat out lost on what decision to make. Often, the results manifest themselves as a particular type of laziness or failure to act in many millennials of my generation. What does it look like on the opposite end of the age spectrum? Perhaps it's the 44-year-old woman with so many passions or decisions that are out of control that she continues to overwork herself closer and closer to the grave. She becomes an expert at convincing her own mind that her reasoning is just. Or is it the cranky senior citizen who loathes the opportunities young millennials have that they themselves were never afforded, resulting in a misplaced disposition to perhaps good things that the Lord has given them in this country? resulting in unhelpful nostalgia. This is the landscape of the times we live in now. How can we make so many decisions and hold confidence that it is in the will of God? A failure to decide. Pulling completely away from culture isn't the answer, since history has proven that the removal of Christians from culture always leads to societal death. Instead, we as believers must lean into culture with biblical insight. 
but that will require great decisions. And you aren't capable of making those great decisions in and of yourself. Can't you see? What would actually constitute a decision being inherently good, or even more importantly, specifically good for you? Simply because you say so? How many wars have been fought throughout history because both sides felt at their core that they were inherently righteous in their cause? And to bring it into your own living room, how many arguments have you been a part of within your marriage or between a sibling that you felt so convinced that your position was correct? Was not the other party as convinced as you in their just cause? So who's right? What determines the outcome? What makes a decision correct for one person, yet sinful for the next? How can we know? How might choosing to accept that scholarship to the university be in God's will for Jane Doe, yet be a complete act of unbelief for John Smith? In reverse, how can a follower of Christ's decision to not accept the position on a church staff be pleasing in the Lord's sight as a sign of faith. Wouldn't God automatically want us to say yes to anything spiritual? How can we, as followers of Christ, have confidence as we lean into culture that we are making the right decisions within the will of God, irrelevant to whether it's culturally popular or not? Can't you see? The ideal of supremely presiding over your own decisions is ludicrous. All people are bent towards choosing what they desire over what is actually right. Our desires supersedes righteousness. True, there are some enduring type A personalities who can self-regulate themselves to choose what is right despite their desires. But eventually, they are left exhausted totally incapacitated by the sheer energy required to override their own passions. The decision to live your life based on what you believe is right within yourself will cost you dearly in the long run. Brace for impact because the repercussions can be vast and far-reaching. We weren't created to bear the weight of this type of authority over our lives. It would be impossible to align our lives with the will of God, basing our decisions on what we feel is right. There are few ideologies more narcissistic than believing your own wisdom automatically aligns you with the will of God. After all, your feelings will deceive you, and everybody feels something different. So where would the continuity exist amongst the people of God? And let's be honest, deep within your heart, you're longing for someone to be your savior, someone to guide your heart in these pursuits. You really don't want to make decisions on your own. Think about it for a second. Your earliest memory in childhood, still to this day, have you not been searching for stability and assurance in your heart that you're okay? How many seasons of your life have you pondered decisions you've made? 
Did you really make the right decision with your college-age child after that argument? Did you really make the right decision by cutting ties with that friend a while ago? Should you really place trust in your spouse after what they did? Should you really be dating that person? Did you really make the right decision to not confront your child when you knew they were hiding something that wasn't good for them? Was it really right to make that financial decision that has dramatically affected your family's future? Rest assured, one, if not more of these questions reside within your heart. For some of us, it's been the culprit of many sleepless nights. And why does it seem we are never content without achieving some resemblance of assurance? Were we not created for it? Why is it that many business professionals religiously attend motivational seminars? Are they not looking for a guide or compass of some sort? How many wives petition for their husbands undivided attention because they desire reassurance that they are okay or vice versa? Isn't that why you surround yourself with many intimate relationships to call in your times of need? One of the primary responsibilities of a good friend is to provide a trustworthy sounding board for you, correct? How many men search for a coach, mentor, maybe a boss at work to seek counsel from in times of distress for wisdom? Are they not searching for assurance too? And for the many of us who have stubborn personalities and refuse to reach out, aren't you twisting and turning deep within yourself for someone to scream, you're on the right track. Can't you see? You need a savior, someone with infinite wisdom that you can really trust without a shadow of a doubt. Someone to be a flawless sounding board. How pleasing would it be to have the assurance of someone whose counsel was so rock solid that it would never, never betray you. In a world with no guarantees, what if there was one who could grant you the world's ultimate guarantee? There is someone who can give you what you're looking for. He is the Savior, and His name is Jesus. And He's not just one of many gods. He's the Lord, the only God, and He desires to have fellowship with you. Before conception in your mother's womb, he was orchestrating the events of your entire life to come. This may sound mystical, but if it's true, is there a better counselor alive? Rest assured, he is alive and is as real as the device you're listening to this blog post on. And deep within your heart, you know it. The only question left is... Who will you make Lord of your decisions?